Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm your host, Nolan Bicknell. Joining me as always is my co-host, Robert Zirk. Today on River City 360, we're continuing our summer coverage of Nourishing Potential, a great initiative from the Winnipeg Foundation that's helping kids make healthy food choices. Uh, first, we're going to hear from Annalisa Schapa, Youth Nutrition Coordinator at the Broadway Neighborhood Centre. Then we'll sit down with Andrew Ward. He's the Senior Operations Manager at Ray Inc., the nonprofit street-level agency in the heart of our city. And finally, as always, we'll be joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg for his weekly roundup of Community News Commons. All this, some great tunes, and much more on today's episode of River City 360. Thank you for tuning into the show on this lovely Winnipeg morning. Um, Robert, how about we kick the show off with a little tune? Sure, that sounds great. So to kick off River City 360, and uh, seeing as how we're still, uh, it's still halfway summer. through summer. It's still the summer. Hey, don't even say that yet. <laughs> here are the Beach Boys with Catch a Wave right here on 93.7 CJNU-FM. Catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. Don't be afraid to try the greatest sport around. Catch a wave. Catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. Not just a fed, cause it's been going on so long. Catch a wave, catch a wave. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Robert Zirk here with my co-host Nolan Bicknell. So Nolan, I understand you visited the Broadway Neighborhood Center a few days ago. Tell our listeners about it. Yeah, we got kind of a, a little tour from the executive director. And I sat down with both he uh, and the, our following guest, uh, Annalisa Schapa. And she told me um, sort of the entire, how, how Nourishing Potential basically helps their organization out. Uh, I got to hang out in their commercial kitchen. We 
they had, you know, about a dozen kids going in and out of there. They were making homemade lasagna, um, everything from scratch with authentic Manitoba bison that they that they got from right around here. And it was really kind of inspiring to see that that the youth of today are learning how how to cook properly. That's awesome. So let's hear that interview. Here's Nolan Bicknell with Annalisa Schapa of the Broadway Neighborhood Center. So Annalisa, I guess first question, just tell our listeners um, what your title is and and what you do here. So uh, I'm the youth nutrition coordinator here. So I'm doing uh, lunches, sometimes dinners with the kids, take-home lunches in the school year, as well as lots and lots of snacks and cooking classes with the kids. And uh, what are we doing today? So today we're doing a really great uh, lasagna meal with the kids. So it's actually a surprise meal for one of our coworkers going away, so the kids get to help be in on that surprise. And uh, we're making a bison lasagna, as well as making a vegetarian lasagna too. And how important is it to teach the kids where the food comes from? And Because you said it was local bison, was it? Yeah. So how important is that? Uh, it's really important, I feel like, to kids so that they get an idea of like, what we produce here in Manitoba, all like the great local foods we can have. And we have an awesome market that runs every Wednesday through the Good Food Club. And kids can really see like, oh, there's all this great produce. They make it really affordable. So these can maybe be choices that kids could then take home to their households. I really liked how you were talking to the kids about, or you were telling us even, um, sort of saying it shows them how easy it is. and it. And it really does, because even there's people my age that are like, oh, I can't cook, I'd rather just order, I'd rather just go out or something. But um, how have you found they responded to seeing how easy preparing food is themselves? Yeah, like, I think uh, kids are always surprised by how easy, and also by how fun it is, is a really big thing. It's like once they realize like what's all involved in something, maybe because they haven't had other people model it for them. A lot of people, I feel, just don't have that modeling of how to cook at home. And... Um, then they're really like, oh wow, I made this. And I also find when I'm cooking healthier stuff that the kids have helped made, they help to influence other kids to want to eat it. And they're more likely to eat it versus if I just made some kind of chickpea curry, they'd be like, I don't know. But if they made it, then they're much more likely to try it, which is cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, how does it make you feel when you see that moment, when you see a kid being like, hmm, this is actually good. And you're like, oh, they don't even know how good it is for them, but how does that make you feel? It's awesome because you've really like realized that you've helped to overcome that barrier of like healthy foods being healthy but not tasty or something. And you see kids enjoying it, telling their kids, or coming back for seconds. It's really awesome because then you know you're like, okay, great, this is working, this is working. Yeah. You even see it on movies and stuff where it's like, ew, broccoli, and then they just get this stigma of like, you know, yeah. healthy food being something that they should be scared of or not. Yeah. appreciative of. For sure. So many times I hear kids who have never tried it here or maybe in many years or at all and they're like, no, no way I'm going to try that. And then as soon as you can just ease them in, even if it's with the reward of a treat or something different, like um, at the end, it's amazing how many kids change their mind as soon as they just get like a little exposure, just a little treat and stuff like that. So it's great. And how great is it to work in basically a, a commercial kitchen too? It's awesome because it's open, there's stainless steel countertops to be able to cut on and lots of tools and resources. Like we have like a great blender that we're able to use through grant money that's like it's like a $500 blender that works amazing for making like soups and sauces, purees, so many smoothies with the kids. So, and a KitchenAid mixer, like having this high-end equipment 
makes a humongous difference in the kind of work I'm able to do. Yeah. It makes it easier for them too. Yeah, and that totally. kind of adds to the fun because if something's difficult and like, oh, yeah. this isn't working, then it's not yeah. fun and easy. So. Totally, yeah. Thanks, Nolan. Next week, we'll hear more about the Broadway Neighborhood Center when we're joined by Lawrence Spatch Mulhall, their executive director. So please join us next week for that great interview. Coming up after the break, we will hear from Andrew Ward of Resource Assistance for Youth, or Ray Inc. But first, here's Around the World by K-Star, right here on River City 360. Around the world, I've searched for you. I traveled on when hope was gone to keep our rendezvous. I knew somewhere, sometime, somehow, you'd look at me. And I would see, I see the smile, your smile, and now, well, it might have been in County Down, or in New York, or Gay Paris, or even London Town. No more will I go all around the world, for I have found my world in you. traveled on when hope was gone to keep our rendezvous. Well, I knew somewhere, sometime, somehow, you'd look at me and I would see. I'd see the smile, your smile, and now well, it might have been in County Down, or in New York, or Gay Paris, or even London Town. No. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here, along with my co-host, Robert Zirk. So Resource Assistance for Youth, or RAY for short, uh, is a non-profit street-level agency with a, that is basically a safe space for youth in need that maybe have fallen down and need, need a helping hand. RC360 recently went to visit RAY, and I got to sit down with their senior operations manager, Andrew Ward. So just tell our listeners a little bit about Ray, what you guys stand for, what your philosophy is, and what you do here. All right. Uh, we're a street-level agency that uh, where our man- mandate is to, to serve homeless, impoverished, and marginalized youth up to the age of 29. Um, our philosophy is to uh, provide youth with what they need on their terms to better their lives. And to achieve that, we offer a, a wraparound service model, including addiction support, mental health support, uh, employment and training support, um, as well as basic need support, so hygiene products, a clothing bank, food bank, uh, shower facilities, laundry facilities. We have an outreach program that goes out uh, in the evenings in the North End, the West End, and Osborne Village to make contact with people directly on the streets. And of course, our, our housing program and our transitional housing program called REST, where we house people in our units and provide them with uh, some assistance while living independently or if they need uh, advocacy with landlords to prevent eviction we do that as well. 
So basically, if someone kind of falls down, you help them get back up. Yeah, essentially, that's it. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the stories that you've seen come through, not necessarily with specific people, but just some of the examples of the type of person or people that come through your doors on a yearly basis? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one that really sticks out in my mind, um, this gentleman, um, a year ago, he was literally sleeping in the streets and accessing slow mission. He was an alcoholic, drinking daily just to cope with his issues. Um, There's suicide in the family and also a lot of mental health issues in the family as well. Uh, he came through our door um, not knowing what he needed. Um, so we, we don't judge, so we took him in. We, we let him sort of uh, um, absorb, absorb the place, um, see what we're about. Then we started to engage him. Um, he identified he's an alcoholic, he's got mental health issues, and he's homeless. Uh, so based on that, we thought, okay, well, let's first get this, this individual housed. And once he's housed, then we can start uh, working on all the other issues that he's struggling with. So we did an intake with him, and uh, within a matter of a couple days, we had him moved into one of our transitional housing units where um, there's no expectation for him to pay rent. Um, it's, it's his place. Um, and, and yeah, so from there, uh, he was able to start working on the other issues that he was dealing with, um, priority being his alcoholism. Um, so he, he started going to meetings. Um, he didn't do any, any rehab or treatment. He was able to do that himself. Um, so now to this day, he, he just, uh, he just got seven months clean. Um, he's still in the unit. Um, and he's working on his mental health issues as well, and he's looking to go to university in the fall. So that's that's one that really sticks out. It sounds like you guys have to have a sort of wide encompassing expertise to be able to deal with mental health issues, addiction issues. Um, what's your background and what are some of the sort of strengths that your team has here? Okay, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, one of the core tenets of Ray for staff is that we can all do each other's job. Um, however, there are a few of us that have specialties. Mine is in mental health. I'm a licensed paramedic. Uh, got a Bachelor of Health Sciences, and I also study theater and uh, religious studies at at U of W. Um, but my background is in is in youth care. I mean, uh, I started when I was 18 at the local drop-in center um, with youth, and I moved on to like McDonald Youth Services, New Directions. Um, I was at Ray for five years, then I left to get licensed as a paramedic and a firefighter. Worked for the fire paramedic service and the WRHA with Street Connections and Mobile Crisis Service. Really missed Ray, uh, so I spoke to Kelly about a year and a half ago, said, hey, Norris, you have an opening, what do you think? And she thought, yeah, I think uh, the timing's right, so here I am. You said 18 years old, I mean most, most 18 year olds can barely take care of themselves. How are you, why did you want to take care of other people? You know what? I don't know. Uh, it just, I was just drawn, like, I was just drawn to the work. Um, I was very, very proud and an active member in the community. I grew up in Windsor Park, uh, middle class area. Um, and I used to, I used to play baseball with Winaqua Community Club. Um, when I saw a posting for a, for a, a drop-in worker at their drop-in for the summer, I thought, hey, great. I don't want to work at Kmart anymore, so I, I, I applied for the job at, uh, at Winaqua. They offered it to me. I was there for three years, 
and the rest is history. Here I am. So we've been covering on our show uh, the nourishing potential stories from, uh, from around the city. So maybe can you speak to a little bit of how important nutrition is to someone who's sort of trying to get back on their feet and maybe if it's because not a lot of times people think that that's the most important thing. You know, if you don't have a house, kind of that's step one. But uh, how important is it to feed feed some of these kids and make sure that they're sort of, they built a foundation of, of healthy living? Yeah, well, to quote uh, a friend of mine, Ross, who owns uh, the restaurant 1958 down Westminster, um, he said nobody should go hungry regardless of their means. Um, and that's not to say people should just go to 7-Eleven and eat taquitos or whatnot. Um, I think nutrition is is core to literally our survival. I mean, uh, if we eat uh, high-carb, sugar-laden diets all day, we're not, our brains aren't going to function properly, our body's going to feel it over time, and won't be as successful in, in, in life. What's also great about uh, the healthy food we serve in the kitchen is that it's a communal kitchen. So people out there on the streets, uh, regardless of the drama or the conflict or the dynamic they have, they leave it out on the streets, and when they come in and they sit around the kitchen table, they're, they're building community and, um, and healthy foods is, is a, a key part of that. We've spoken, spoken to a few agencies and they, and they told us about how important it is to give um, some work experience as well and you know my first job was in a kitchen watching dishes so having that, uh, having that leg up when they're looking for, for maybe their first or second job, how important is that or do you guys do that here and how important is that? Uh, we absolutely do that, and it's important just for, uh, it's a protective factor to know that, hey, you know what, I can contribute back to an agency that's helping me, um, and in a bigger sense, I'm contributing back to my community. I'm not, I'm not leeching off the community, and I feel uh, pride and self-respect. Uh, in terms of offering training opportunities here at Ray, we do that through our kitchen. Um, we have a kitchen training program where we... Uh, literally recruit and hire youth who have no cooking skills, no knife skills, no um, people skills, or no job skills, and they come in, we start fresh, they learn how to chop an onion, they learn how to make a stock, they learn how to make stew, they learn how to uh, make dough, they learn how to make bread. Um, yeah, and uh, that just builds on their skill set, and typically the program at Ray is about four months in length, and after the four months, we don't, we don't drop them. We don't say, okay, you're done. We, uh, we help them get hooked up with, uh, with community partners and, and get them employed, i.e. Tallest Poppy just recently took on one of our youth just down the street. That's great. So from the ground up, you're helping to rebuild lives and, and rebuild functioning human beings, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Uh, is there, can you tell our listeners how to uh, find more information about Ray or how they can support your organization? Yeah, uh, we're on the internet at www.rayinc.ca. Um, you can also give us a phone call, area code 204-783-5617. Perfect. Thank you very much, Andrew Ward of Ray Inc. As Andrew said, uh, if you'd like more information about Ray, please visit www.rayinc.ca. R-A-Y-I-N-C dot C-A. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg joins us for this week's Community News Commons Roundup. But first, here's Dee Dee Sharp with Mashed Potato Time right here on RC360.
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Robert Zirk here, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nolan Bicknell, and we're both joined now by the convener of Community News Commons, Noah Ehrenberg. Noah, thank you so much for joining us in studio today. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. So, Noah, uh, we'd like to get you on the show every week to tell our listeners what's going on in the community through the lens of Community News Commons. Uh, So what's happening this week? Well, you know, of course, Community News Commons is a citizen journalism project that the Winnipeg Foundation sponsors, and it uh, can be found online at communitynewscommons.org, or just Google Community News Commons. And if you went there this week, you would find a lot of different stories about folklorama, music festivals, community festivals going on. But one of my favorite pieces was done by Jessica Holt, which talked about Rainbow Stage. It's that great outdoor musical theater in the north end of Winnipeg and they have a very interesting program called the Community Support Performance Program and it's an outreach uh, program that allows Rainbow Stage to basically give away 10,000 Rainbow Stage theater tickets over the course of the last uh, eight or nine years to people who wouldn't ordinarily get a chance to see outdoor musical theater. So they get this experience that they've never really been able to have before. And uh, it's a a terrific little article by Jessica Holt about the impact and the community building aspect of allowing people Mm -hmm. or including people in the outdoor theater performance experience. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So it is summer. And uh, actually, as I was driving through the West Broadway area on on my way back from the Broadway Neighborhood Center earlier this week, I saw probably half a dozen community gardens just on the sides of the roads and, and just there for people. And I understand some of those are you pick and some of those are community driven, but uh, there was a CNC story that touched exactly on that. Isn't that right? Yes, that's right. By Susan Hubert, a community uh, reporter. She uh, wrote a story about the joys of gardening that are being cultivated in that downtown neighborhood uh, known as West Broadway. And in the story, Susan does a little audio interview with the West Broadway Community Gardens coordinator. Her name is Zoria Eric. And uh, Zoria talks about the truly amazing growth of gardening in the West Broadway neighborhood. It really is an, uh, uh, an interesting thing to see. Over the course of the last number of years, there are now over 80 community plots in that neighborhood. Cool. Some are UPIC. Um, some are, you know, the others are for gardening programming, like a program for rooming house residents. There's even a tall grass uh, restoration project. It's really an amazing thing in West Broadway. And that article by Susan Hubert got a lot of traction. And so I suggest that our listeners uh, go to Community News Commons website and uh, check that out. Yeah, they're, they're honestly everywhere. I saw, like I said, half a dozen or so. Um, so speaking of summer, it is festival season. And uh, normally we ask you to bring a, a local music or musician or, or band to show us, but I understand you've got a special treat for our listeners in lieu of that. That's right. Instead of giving you a song, I will give you an offer of free tickets. These are weekend passes to the Matlock Festival of Music, Art, and Nature, which takes place August the 28th to the 30th. Okay. Uh, That is in Matlock, Manitoba, which is only about 40 minutes north of Winnipeg on Highway 9. And, what, um, what's the style of music at the Matlock Festival? Well, you get all kinds. There's a lot of folk. There's a lot of um, roots music, a lot of bluegrass. Uh, there's some rock. It really is a, a wide range of music. And there's lots of different programming, too. Lots of different workshops that are music workshops, nature workshops. And it's a beautiful 45-acre site. So I know that our listeners would really enjoy going out there. And these are $60 tickets. Uh, they get you in uh, for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm going to offer them to... Uh, anyone who calls our listener line, okay. uh, the number is 204-944-9474, and the extension is 290, and whoever calls in and tells us the best 
festival that they've ever been to. Okay. That's what they have to do. Tell so us the, the best festival they've ever been to. Does it have to be Manitoba Festival no, or any anywhere festival? anywhere in the world. Okay. We just want to know what's the best festival you've ever been to. And you call the number 204-944-9474, extension 290, and we will give you those tickets. That's fantastic. free tickets. So just to reiterate... Call our listener line. Tell us your favorite festival that you've ever been to, whether it's Folk Fest, Fringe Fest, Folklorama, Jazz Fest, anything you want. Or if it's out of Manitoba or Winnipeg, just call uh, 204-944-9474, extension 290. Tell us your favorite festival, and you could win two free tickets to the Matlock Fest. Thank you very much, Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons, for sitting down with us today. Oh, it was great. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360, another one in the books. Thank you very much for listening, and a big thank you to all of our guests, Andrew Ward of Ray, Annalisa Schapa of the Broadway Neighborhood Center, and Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg or listen to any of our past episodes, please visit rivercity360.org. That's rivercity360.org. River City 360 Views and News from Around Winnipeg is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. Please give us a call. We want to hear from you. As Noah said in the previous segment, you can call and tell us about your favorite festival that you've ever been to. Um, If you can call in and tell us that, we will give you two tickets to the Matlock Fest taking place August 28th to 30th. Uh, These are $60 passes each, so that's $120 value. So call 204-944-9474, extension 290, and let us know what's your favorite festival that you've ever been to. And be sure to leave your name and number with your uh, voice message. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at RiverCity360 on Twitter, and search RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell for RiverCity360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Mm -hmm.